Adaptable Project is here to help, educate and inspire Aussie blokes to reclaim their physical and mental strength. This is the Dad Bod Project. The Dad Bod Project. The Dead Bob Project podcast episode something, 17 I think, we're with, <laughs> with a, a bloke, he's a podcaster, he's a coach, he's a yoga sensei, he's a one-time touring rock star and he's a bloke that uh, wants to make the world a little bit better. Tommy Kendi, welcome to the Dead Bob Project podcast. Thanks Rob, honour to be on mate, honour to be on. When we last met, and I want to bring this up at the start because we did this last week, the last time you and I saw one another face to face was in the dressing room at the Viper Room in Hollywood, where it was. We were, I was working there in there as a singer, and you were there playing bass in it. A fucking great band too, in Duke Cartel. Um, and I wanted to say that right at the start, so anyone listening thinks that we're like cool rock stars and shit. Even though, even though you and I both know it's probably not exactly like that. Yeah, but mate, I, I want to ask, what have you done before we get into it? What have you done this morning? Like, what have you we, – we were talking before about how you walk the talk. You're very on brand with the Dead Bob Project, which is why you're here. What have you done this morning? Well, mate, this morning uh, – I, I had an epic, epic morning this morning. So I got up about uh, 5.30. I've got this new thing where I'm having, like, uh, lemon water and um, and hot – or, sorry, lemon and hot water and whatever. That's the first thing that goes in my mouth. And then uh, I went to my shower – Turned it on cold and chucked on a hot, uh, cold shower this morning. It's uh, oh. I just find it's such a great way to start the day. And then um, went out, did about an hour of yoga, went for a walk, came home, got my coffee. Then now I'm talking to you, brother. An hour of yoga. That's um, that's hardcore. It's off the cold shower, all that stuff. A, a lot of our guys talk about the cold showers. Actually, we might. That's probably yeah. a podcast in itself. But mate, you—we were talking about how we were want to be rock stars, and it actually wasn't that long ago. And you—you've headed. It feels like you're heading to a brand new destination in terms of your your purpose and your life's work. Why did that happen? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, man. I think um, with the whole the whole band thing and the music thing, it, it was such a unbelievable experience, and I wouldn't change it for the world. But um, I guess, unfortunately for me, I went down a, little, a really dark sort of rabbit hole in that whole scene and um and uh, at the end of it I, I ended up in a in a place where um I pretty much had nothing and uh all I had was my debilitating thoughts all I had was um you know anxiety and depression and it was a really really dark place for me and when I got back to Melbourne from um, from living in LA in the bright lights of Hollywood, I pretty much came back with absolutely nothing. And I was in my mid-30s and all my mates, they're, you know, they've got families, they're, they're buying houses, they're, you know, got their careers on track. And I'm just here going, I remember, you know, mum gave me a hundred bucks that Christmas and I was just oh. looking at that hundred bucks going, Holy shit! That is so much money. <laughs> that's wow. where that that's where I was, and and so the way I landed in this world of of mindfulness and yoga and uh, and you know I almost became obsessed with how my mind works and how thoughts happen, and and then when you hook into a thought, 
that takes you down a rabbit hole. And and the more obsessed mm. I came with it, the more sort of mentors and teachers showed up for me. And um, and first I went off on the yoga path, which was a, an unbelievable transitional uh, period for me where I got to understand the connection between my body, my thoughts and all that type of stuff. And then from then I, I went into actually understanding how how what I'm experiencing in the outer world is really my responsibility. And, and I, when I realized that all the shit that was happening in my life that I really didn't like, when I realized that was all on me, that was a scary ass moment because I was looking out at the world going, holy shit, I realized that all this crap I created myself. You know, and then right. I and then I, I I started asking more powerful questions of why did I create it? How did I create it? How does that lead into my childhood and all that type of stuff? So, and then I became a teacher at this stuff because I'm. That's uh, the more I learned, the more people started coming to me and asking questions, and then it mm. just became my life. Where now I'm, you know, working with all sorts of different people, coaching people um, in, in all this stuff, but in a, in a really real way. And, and the way that I coach is even with all my coaching clients, they're all, I'm quite upfront. I'm just as fucked up as the next person, but I've got, I've got a, a, a way of, of looking at things in a, in a self-responsible way. Well, so you, that's, you, that's- yeah, you self-developed a couple of tools that may assist some other people in the same thing. So, yeah, so it's not that thing that says, well, I've got my life together, here's do what I do. It's like, well, I discovered a couple of things and I can show you too. The punchline there, and this is why I guess one of our underlying themes of the Dad Bod Project is let's make ourselves a little bit better every day. And mm. the best bit about that is if you're not going so well or even if you are going so well, it's that thing as folks, let's take responsibility. Let's say, okay, well, let's – what can I do to make myself a bit better? What are the things that I can control? You know, and that's, that sounds like the punchline to what you just said. You coach a lot of people. Uh, the large majority of those are blokes. What do blokes struggle with the most, do you reckon? Mate, to be honest, what I find is that um, what I what I find is is the biggest thing with with blokes, which makes them sort of different to, to women, is that blokes wait till there's something wrong to to seek help, or or blokes mm. wait till it's like it's 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 almost too late before they go and and do something about it. Whereas whereas what I find with my women clients is they preempt shit going yeah. south. And they yeah. do something about it before it does. Yeah. And 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 one of the biggest I wonder things- why that is. Why why do you reckon that is? Because mate, I've had toothaches that last six months. And I just yeah. like half oh, fuck, I'll just wait till it goes away. Well, I know. Why why do you reckon that is? Well, it's because men are we're we're built to be these masculine um people that that have to have our shit together you know that's that's what we're we're taught as kids and as we're growing up and especially in a in an australian culture i mean you know it, it's it's hard for a man to either really be honest or be vulnerable because 
we we have to be seen as people that can provide for families. We're always there to protect our loved ones. Um, you know, we have to be the the guy that goes out to the world and, and brings the brings the bread home. And 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 so it's these these constant pressures from seeing the outside world that we take on as blokes. And it's so dumb because every single person has a different different life. No one's there's not one person on this planet that's exactly the same. So we all have different um, gifts. We have different things that we want to express out to the world. And when it comes to being a dude, it's we just put all this pressure on ourselves for n- absolutely no reason. Mm-hmm. And if we if we took the focus off how we should be and put the focus on what it is that we actually want to experience, then everything changes in that moment, in that instant. And it's a hard choice to make. It's interesting, you know, you talk about the because I think a lot of people think those pressures for a bloke are fairly dated concepts in terms mm. of that pressure to be a breadwinner, but they're not. Blokes still feel that. Cultures, you know, I still think a lot of our culture is still very much delivering that message, whether we like it or not. But the big punchline, and this is our thing with men's health, is around vulnerability being the new masculinity, and that's a um, that's where you are brilliant. And I want to—you very much have this thing about with in your work and your podcast, which has been going for—I mean, you've done eighty something episodes, which is an achievement yeah. in itself. But you're, you're vulnerable. You're like, right here, I am standing naked. This is what happened this week. This is why I felt shit. This is why I felt inferior. This is why I was sad. This is why I was lonely. You're doing that, right? Which is which makes you a real beacon for your people. Are you like? Are, were you like that by nature, or was that something you got better at because of the, the space that you went into? Yeah, I mean, look, I've always had this knack of I've always been a sensitive human. I've always had sensitivity as a I always saw it as a curse, but it's it's now I realise it's a, it's a real gift, and um and and it's one of those things where. I've always been able to feel others in a really intense way. So if I'm around mm. someone that is angry, I really feel their anger and I'm like, oh, or if I'm I'm around someone that's super sad, I really feel their sadness. But for me in itself, in terms of vulnerability, I just got to this point where I was like, I don't want to be, I'm just fucking sick of trying to be this person yeah. that I, is not me. It's just I'm trying to be this person for all these other people, for my parents, my my relationships, my fucking best mates, this, that, and the other. And, and I just went, you know what? Fuck it. I just want to be me. That's all mm. it is. And, and I just got to this point where I didn't hold back on the things that I was feeling. I didn't hold back on what I was experiencing. I was really openly sharing you know, when obviously in the right space and the right time, but I was openly sharing um, what's what I'm going through. You know, one of the biggest things for me that's always been evident for me is I've never ever had the ability to to really take hold of my finances, right? So I've always been that fucking poor kid that's that almost gets there and then loses everything and then gets up here and then fucking loses everything. And I, I, and and so 
my one of my biggest um, uh, challenges has always been that I'm looking out to all my mates who are fucking millionaires and you know they're buying boats and houses and this and that. And he's <laughs> poor, Tom, poor Tommy. He's still trying to make ends meet, you know. And yeah. and it's it's like and and then when I started being super open about that, the funny thing is that all shifted because I didn't put yes. focus onto I want more money, I want more money, I want more money, which basically mm. promotes the fact that I live in lack, you know. So when mm. I started being not holding on to that and just and just started going, do you know what? This is just where I'm at. This is this is what's going on. And then th- that shifted. That was a few years ago. And that that shifted in a in a massive way. And now, you know, I every day I do what I love to do, and I never worry about money. It just comes. Mm. It always always comes. Mm. That's um. There's a real freedom in that. There's a real exoneration in that if you can get to that point. But it's not easy. We do a lot of that. Uh, a lot on that front, I guess, around leadership, particularly in the sporting spaces where. A lot of guys say a footy club captain was always told you have to be this way and some of the guys are like that that's fine but some of the guys are not like that you know Mm. so and the best leaders are the ones that found their freedom like you were talking about said i'm just like this and i'm going to lead like this if it works it works if it doesn't but this is just how it is because it's not going to work if i'm pretending to be someone else but just that real um i really admire that openness because it's not something that i've ever pulled off very well and despite doing I'm on a stage most days still and doing online media most days as well and all that sort of stuff. I will never talk about myself in that way. I just feel really private. And so for guys like you that are going, here I am, motherfuckers, this is what happened. I'm (laughs) I'm comparing myself to my mates and I feel uh, dodgy about it. You know, I feel lonely Mm. about it. I feel inferior or whatever those things are. The fact that you've done that is it helps other people immediately Mm. and it helps other blokes and this is where blokes in Australia um, on the back of that culture, but you know, we talk about our dads and how they dealt with it or didn't deal with it at all. This is where we failed miserably, and this is where we need beacons like yourself to go. I felt like this, and then every other bloke listening or that you know that's involved in your media and what you do go. I felt like that as well, right? Mm. Doesn't solve yeah. the problem, but but we're halfway there. Probably the biggest and best example of that, mate, was where you sort of, and I don't know whether it was brave for you, I feel like it's brave, where you talked about um, the recent challenge you had with your partner and you had a miscarriage. And that Mm. really resonated, that really resonated because one, I think it's a topic that a lot of couples really keep in-house. It Mm. happens to more people than than I think people realise. It's a bigger deal Mm. than, um, you know, because it's one of those things, it's a very personal thing. So a lot of people don't make a Facebook post about it necessarily. But... I had a close mate who had that happen with him and his partner at Christmas, like in a very, very close mate, and his partner decided that she wanted to keep it in-house and and absolutely fair enough. But what it meant was he had to as well. And so he felt that he wasn't allowed or couldn't go to his close mates to say, look, this is what I was dealing with. And it was a great example, I think, of a lot of things, particularly around this stage of the life cycle for blokes, where blokes feel really left out of the conversation so by you doing that, you've gone, well, I've got my, you know, this is a really challenging time, but I've got my own grief um, and it's not to be discounted, you know. So by standing up and doing that, I thought that was quite magnificent. Mm. Yeah, I mean, look, that it, it was it was a really, it was tough, you know, and, and it was is, it? it's like, yeah, it was, it was definitely tough. It, it was tough in the sense of, 
you know, well, one, there's all this excitement. It's like, holy shit, my, you know, my, the dudes swim. It's like, how cool, you know, it's like, yeah. and you have all this excitement. It's like, oh, well, we're going to have mm. a kid. And then, you know, I was, I was, and I think it's different because the, the women actually go through the bodily stuff. Like they, they get the morning sickness and, and all that. So they actually feel something inside them. But for, for me, it was more so this whole thing around, one, seeing my partner struggling with the morning sickness and all that, but then also me being super excited. It's like, holy shit, I'm going to be a dad. You know, like it's yeah. so cool. And and you do, you you put, you put sort of plan out your future. And then in one moment, that's gone, you know, and you're just like, yeah. oh, fuck. And then, and then you're like, oh, shit. And then your partner's like, her emotions are going up, down, the hormones are going crazy. And you're like, like trying to keep it together for yourself, your partner, the this, that, your mates are yeah. going, mate, you're all right, you're all right. Like, and they're doing anything. You're like, I think so, but I don't know what I want. And then you're like, oh. yeah. and then you're still going to keep it together for your coaching clients. And they're like, Tom, yeah. what do I do in my life? And I'm like, fucking hell, dude. I don't know, work it out yourself. I've got my own <laughs> shit going on. <laughs> You know, and, and so it was a tough time, but, you know, we got through it and it, it definitely, uh, I mean, it, it opened me up to being a dad and I'm definitely going to experience that. So I'm excited about that. But, uh, but yeah, it was, a, it, was, it, was, it was tough, you know, and, and, mm. and opening up about it, I was super surprised when I did that podcast on, um, on or I did that episode on uh, experiencing miscarriage from the male perspective. I was blown yeah. away how much, uh, how many messages I got, um, the amount of people that wrote in going, oh, my God, this happened to me. And uh, and I was like, yeah. fuck, wow. Yeah, yeah. not only did it, did it happen to me, but I really, a lot of blokes in that, or blokes that we dealt with, we had quite a few that where that came up, where they just said, it happened to me and, you know, I felt shit about it. But I was left out of that conversation, and yeah. I think that's you know, and again, and that's not to in any way diminish how challenged that is for your partner. But of you know, course. those those two, um, you can't compare one grief with another. Mm. And I think, um, yeah, a lot of blokes on a lot of fronts feel lonely and they feel unheard in this country, and I think that's part of the problem. So I think that's why those. Things are important with your clients. Do you, I mean are you feeling that? I guess um, rhetoric with your clients generally that they're feeling um, lonely, unheard, left out of a conversation with things like that. Hundred percent, man. I mean, look, the, the the biggest things, the the biggest thing really that that I find my male clients are um, struggling with is that in I guess in our in our age group between you know sort of 30 and, and 50 it's mm-hmm. it's like dudes they they you know they start to amass wealth you know wealth comes in and money comes in and they start to build all this wealth and, and businesses and whatever else right and then they get to this point where it's like okay well I've got this I've got that I've got my wife, I've got my kids, I've got my mates. I don't know why I'm feeling all this anxiety in my body. And, and it's, you. I see my male client or my, my men clients when they come in, they're literally hunched up, shoulders up. They're just like, and I just say, what's going on? And they're like, oh, the eyes everywhere. They don't know how to connect into fucking anything. It's just like life's just happening. 
you know, mm. and they get to this point where it's, it's just they're sick of feeling like shit. Mm. You know, in the, you know, especially with their health, they eat like shit. They look in the mirror. They're like, I'm not happy with what I see. Then they just go about their day and everything just becomes Groundhog Day. And so they wake up and then they're just like, where's my happiness? I want happiness for me. Like, what about fucking me? Yeah. You know, and 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 that's where dudes get to. And that's that's one of the biggest. Because a lot of, a lot of people haven't asked them. A lot of people, have, you know, they feel like no one's asked them how they are. No one's asked totally. them. Totally. Yeah. 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 100%. And then they then they get to a spot where they where they they want help. And then they look around and then, you know, I've I've got clients that are that are men clients who they've been seeing psychologists for like fucking five years. Mm. And they come and they and they come to me and they're like, I don't know what this psychologist was fucking doing with me for the last five years. But because because and I'm not saying psychologists are bad because they're not. They're most of them are fucking amazing. But the mm. only problem is is when you go to these type of people, they they'll go into their childhood, you know, and and then they'll dig around in the childhood and and they'll bring up all this shit. And then it's like, all right, they're going to fixing childhood trauma and this and that and the other, and that's all fine. But what about? What about the things you actually want to experience? You know, what about the, 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 you know, you going on a sabbatical, taking three months off, grabbing the family and fucking off to wherever you want to go, you know, mm. and, 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 or, or what about starting that business or writing that book or sitting down and, and doing stuff for yourself and learning or getting a chef, whatever it might be, right? And, and that's the biggest thing is that when you're digging around in all the shit that's wrong with you, you're just going to keep creating more shit that's fucking wrong with you. This And, I, and I'm quite passionate about this because it pisses wow. me off. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Because, because people don't understand is that what you, what you focus on is what ends up being created in your life. So if you're focusing yeah. on all your trauma and all the stuff that needs to be fixed, then you're going to create more trauma, more shit that needs to be fixed. And that's that's been proven scientifically. Whatever you put your focus on grows, mm. right? So, yeah. for example, if I pick up this pen and I put my focus on it, I go, oh, there's a pen here. Fuck, okay, cool. You can click it out. Oh, wow. And then there's a thing. And then maybe I can grab a piece of paper and write some stuff. And then I write stuff, I write stuff. So the more whatever you focus on, it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger and you put all your focus on it, right? Mm. But if you're focusing on all your shit and you feel like you need to fix yourself, it's just so irrelevant. No one needs to fix themselves. There's nothing to fucking fix. As soon as you put your focus on what it is that you actually want to experience, then that becomes the pen and you realise, you're like, oh, wow. So I actually want to experience that. I'm going to put my focus on that and it becomes bigger, 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 bigger. And before you know it, your whole life's transformed within month, two months, three months when you're not trying to fix yourself. Like even dudes that are overweight and they're going, oh, well, I can't do anything till I lose 20 kgs. Fuck that, man. Like I'm, I'm like with my clients that are, that are overweight, I'm like, dude, own that shit. 
Like, cool, fucking own it. It's like stand in front of the mirror, grab your gut, and start dancing around like a fucking loser and laughing at yourself. You know what I mean? And and I own that. it. And as soon as you own it, then it becomes irrelevant. And then you lose 20 kgs without even fucking trying. You know, so it's it's like putting your focus into happiness, into joy, into actually looking at life like it's something that you're meant to experience and all the shit feelings when they come in, you look at them and you're like, oh, wow, I get to experience anxiety again. How cool is this? Like I'm fucking owning this shit because I created it, you know, and then it passes through. Yeah. You know, when you, when you become inquisitive about being a man, it becomes, and we spoke about this the other day, it becomes yeah. an honour. It becomes a true honour to, to, to sit within the walls of your body and, um, and experience all the good, all the bad, and you're constantly in, in learning. You're, mm. you're constantly expanding. You're constantly opening. There is a, a couple of ma- – look, if we're going to underline anything here, if we're going to underline anything is there's nothing to fucking fix, you just said, and, and that's going to be – that's probably going to be the title of this podcast, mate, and, and we'll, make mm. a, we'll make a thing of it, which is brilliant because there are a couple of things there. We did this episode with Trip Lanier, who's a men's coach, and he's had a podcast going 14 years on this space. So he's, in, he's mm. Canadian, does a lot of amazing work, but he was – you know, his whole underlying themes are about men think, right, once I get this body, once I shag this hot chick, once I get this car, once I get this promotion, then I'll do those things and it just doesn't work like that. So, you know, that idea of owning it now, doing what you want to do now, having the courage to do it now. But I love the word honour with this because it, what it does is it's almost gladiatorial, isn't it? It's like, right, I'm a man and I'm up to it, mate. I'm fucking up to it, right? This is hard. Today's hard, but I'm ready. You know, come at me, motherfuckers. You know, that's... That's the um, that feels like the punchline to the sort of stuff that you're talking about. Yeah, hundred percent, and that's what it is. It, it's if you look at everything that it's a blessing to experience, then it because because the way the way this whole stuff works with what I found in in the last ten years of studying and being obsessed with with how our minds work, our behaviours mm. is that when Let's say, for example, anxiety comes in and you experience anxiety. And when you want to, the, the, the moment that you are fucked is when you want to push anxiety away. You want to get rid of it. Because as soon as you get rid of it, when, as soon as you, you resist it and you want to try and get rid of it, then you're basically saying that this has power over me. Mm. But if you're experiencing anxiety, and you look at it and go, huh, how interesting is that? Like I'm getting anxiety. What a fucking honour and what a blessing that I get to feel this right now. And I'm just going to find out what's going on in there. Why am I feeling it? What's, what, and even if it intensifies and you go, oh, it's getting too much now, you go, oh, wow, how cool, like, wow, why am I, what's going on here? How, what's it stemming from? What's it, and then you go, do you know what? I'm just going to let you go. I don't, I don't even, it's all right, you can stay if you want, but I'm just letting you go. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just let you go. It's fine. Like, you can stay as long as you want, but I'm just, I'm letting you go. It's fine. I don't need you anymore. 
reframing how you know you you've reframed a few things there and you reframed you talked about your client who was 20 kilos overweight yeah and you got him to reframe how he saw that and you did that by reminding him to don't don't forget to be a dickhead don't forget yeah. to be silly don't forget and this is another really important thing in these conversations because they can be very heavy. There's all this, right, six mm. men in Australia are killing themselves. That is fucking heavy, right? It's shit. But if we can just remind blokes as, as part of all of this conversation, you don't have to change who you already are. If you like being a dickhead and, you know, making fart jokes with your mates or, you know, having a few too many beers every now and then, you're still, we're still allowed to do that stuff. Don't forget to be silly. And it's a good lesson, I think, for dads as well. Mm. You know, in terms of just running around the house and being dickheads with your kids and stuff as well, I think a lot of dads forget to do that, you know, and they're, they're weighed down by these burdens. And so, yeah, the brilliance of you reframing that stuff to say, listen, let's chill out, mate, you know, I think is a, um, a great reminder for all of us. Mm. And also you can even say it out loud, and I I do this quite often because I'm, you know, on a weekly basis I'm – I'm constantly feeling all the feels, all the burden, all the, you know, anxiety I'm, I, I don't have much issue with anymore, but I still feel, you know, a lot of fear in the things that I do. Mm. And when fear comes in for me, I actually sit back and I, I laugh. I'm like, wow, this is full on. <laughs> you know, and I, mm. I actually laugh at myself going, wow, I'm – Wow, I'm like literally shit scared of what I'm about to do, you yeah. know, and 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 it could be the biggest thing or it could be the smallest thing, and uh, and 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 if you can actually talk to yourself, it loses these debilitating things that can run off for weeks, months, years, even lifetimes. As soon as you you're able to talk to it and call it out, it's done. It's like it, it doesn't, it's not part of you. It's separate. It's gone. As soon as it becomes separate from you, then it's like, cool. I don't, it's got nothing to do with me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, that's, that's, that's a reframing that we're talking about, isn't it? Exactly. 100%. And it is. It's, it's, I mean, look, reframing and, and changing your perception and all that type of stuff is, is all part of it. But really, what reframing does is it, it gives you the truth because that's actually true because you are not your thoughts. You are not your emotions. You are not even your body. If you go deeper into it, it's, it's like you in there, your true soul, your true essence. It's not your body. It's not your thoughts. It's not your emotions. It's freedom, joy, love, and, and connectedness. That's it. <laughs> If I'm a bloke or a bloke hit listening to this now and I want to join this, um, whether it's to do a bit of yoga with you or just reframe how I'm seeing my life, how do I get hold of you? Mate, uh, I, probably Instagram is the best place. It's just Instagram.com, Tommy Kendi. Or if you want to uh, check out my podcast, it's called The BS Machine with uh with tommy kendy and uh yeah in terms of in terms of the coaching stuff i mean yeah just reach out and uh and and if if it's something that you you resonate with i'd, I'd be more than happy to to have an initial chat with you and, and then we just go from there but i mean look 
aside from whether it's me or someone else, it, it's it's irrelevant. I think there's a lot of if we're talking about dudes, there's a lot of men out there that that it's not like they need help. They just need to be reminded of how fucking powerful they are. And 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 one of the things, just going off my own experience, is that when you realize the opportunity and the power you have, even in the darkest times, what you'll find is that if you're experiencing a dark moment or a dark time, is that what you'll find is that you're actually here to help others. So take the focus off of yourself and, mm. and put it onto what you, because we're, all of us are here to, to make the world a better place. We're not just here to be born, do shit, and then fucking die. That's boring. If you're experiencing any form of negative stuff like shit times, then you're most likely being put on this planet to help and empower other people. And when I realized that, everything shifted for me. Mm. We love to end on a high note, um, and I think you've just done that, mate. So, look, we're going to remind – we always like to end on a bit of a tip. Well, I think, you know, the tip is, in terms of reframing, that it, that bit about being an honour to be a bloke mm. is just brilliant, all right? So yeah. to everybody listening, to all the bloke and the blokeettes, it's an <laughs> honour. Go and fucking own it, and you're up to it. Yeah, that's – highly agree, mate, highly agree. Yeah, beautiful. We're going to get you on again, mate. We're going to, we've got a lot of stuff around, um, stuff that we recorded from today and the chat we had last week that's going to go across the Dadbod TikTok and the Dadbod Instagram and, and the other stuff that we're doing. And your content is as on brand as anyone we've had here, mate. So we appreciate your time, Tommy Kendi. Cheers, Ralph. Thanks for having me on, mate. Been an honour. It's an honour. <laughs>